Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. You know, Tony mentioned earlier about uh, continuing with the Christmas theme and he uh, read a scripture about the birth of Jesus. Well, I want to continue with the Christmas theme today and I want to take an account from the Bible and it's in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Now, I know that it won't come up behind us because of our awesome stage design, so hopefully you've got your Bibles with you, your iPads or your iPhones. You can follow there or I will try and remember to read slowly so that you can keep up with me. If I get a bit fast, maybe just give me a a shout out and I'll slow down because I just... I tend to speed up. I'm a mother, so you're doing 20 things at once, so you just get quicker. So anyway, I'm also a woman who gets distracted, so let's get back to the point. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12 says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who, was be- who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least amongst the rulers of Judah. Kind of like Elizabeth, really, keeping on the theme. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they'd heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This historical account is not something that we should just dust off at Christmas time. If you are visiting with us, I'm sure, through either Christmas cards, through Christmas carols, you would have seen um, presentations or a depicting of the wise men. So this is an account, a historical account, that we're not to leave in the pages of the Bible and we're not to leave just at Christmas time. So I thought, you know what, I want to take this account, and I thought, I want to speak to us this morning on lessons from the wise men, because I believe this account is, there's something we can learn from this. And you know what? If they were women, I would be sharing lessons from the wise women. Now, you know, if they were women, I believe that some of the lessons they would have taught us would have been things like, you know what? Ask for directions before you get to Jerusalem, because when you get to Jerusalem, you will alert an evil king about the presence of another king and then uh, enlist a, a horrific event where all the children two years and under would die. So you know what? A wise woman would have said, ask for directions early. 
If, it, if they were wise women and not my, wise men and I was talking about lessons from wise women, I would have said, you know what, wise women would have arrived on time. In fact, they would have got there early to help Mary deliver the child, not arrive after. If they were wise women we were learning from this morning, you know what, I'm sure frankincense, gold and myrrh is lovely, but wise women would have cleaned the stable, they would have brought a casserole, nappies and baby wipes. I mean, come on. Having said that, Nevertheless, it is wise men, so we can learn some lessons from wise men this morning. And the first lesson that I want us to learn from this morning is that the wise men saw the star. Now, the Magi, which means wise men, were Persian, Persian, Persian astrologers. And you just got to picture it. Here they are out in the desert, because I'm assuming Persia's in the desert, kind of there. They're out in the desert. And then they're looking. Have you ever been stargazing? I mean, I'm lucky if I can see the saucepan. It's like if I've seen the saucepan, I feel successful. But the Milky Way, I mean, I just got any kind of cluster of stars. It's like, oh, there it is. That's the Milky Way. And I mean, and the Southern Cross, like one, two. Oh, I don't know how many fake Southern Cross there are out there. Like, there it is. No, it's missing the bright, shiny one. There it is. No, it's missing that. But what the point is from these wise men is that God spoke to them from what they like doing. And what I want us to learn, they saw the star. They were doing what they loved doing and they, God spoke to them. And you know what, church? God wants to speak to us. And do you know how he does it? He does it how we like and in, in, through things that we like to, have, to, to do. So through our hobbies, the things we like is how God gets our attention. He will speak to us through things we enjoy. So if you're a bike, if you like bike riding, when you're out there bike riding, you'll be amazed how God can speak to you about certain things. Flat tire, maybe he's talking to you about preparation. <laughs> you know, hobbies, things that interest you. Um, my husband, we, I mean, we love going to the movies. But the problem with going to the movies with Tony is that God always speaks to him at the movies. So I'm in there, you know, you go in the, um, not necessarily like 3D, but the big Cinemax experience with the big chairs and the big sound going. So I'm in the movie, but I'm there, right? So I'm killing people, I'm with, and Tony's taking notes because he's like, where's my phone, where's my phone? Because God is speaking to him about certain things. God will speak to you through your interests. And my, what I've learned is this, is we're coming into holiday season, okay? It's coming into holiday time and God wants to speak to us, church. He still wants to speak. And the reason what I've discovered is God actually often speaks to be more during holiday seasons than he does normally. Now, not because God is speaking more, but because actually I'm more open, listening and vulnerable. The reason is we're, usually we're relaxed. Holiday season comes along and most of us, we know what we chill off. We chill off. We chill out. We turn off. And so suddenly we just relax and then Bam, God speaks to you. See, God often speaks to me when I'm just doing the mundane, doing the dishes, doing the cleaning, just doing, you know, your vacuuming. And God's speaking to me saying, you should get your kids to do that. <laughs> no, that's me speaking. <laughs> but God does speak to us like that. So God will speak to you, and it's usually because you're relaxed. And so as mum of the house, this is what I want to say to us as we go to holidays. Because you know when you go on holidays, your mum always had words of wisdom as you left, like drive safe, 
Have you checked the oil in your car? I don't know why my mum say check the oil. It's like, do you know how to check the oil in your car? But check the oil in your car, check the air in your tyres. So this is a have you checked? And I want to encourage you, church. Let's be like the wise man and look for the star. When you're on holidays, when you're relaxed, when things have switched off or slowed down for you, keep looking for the star. But can I encourage you with this? You've got to keep your personal disciplines in place. I'm all for changing routine. I'm all for, you know, I'm on holidays. I love school holidays that you don't have to get up so early to be at school. You can get up at different times as the sports stop. Things change. So I'm I'm all for change, but there are some disciplines, church, we need to keep a hold of. If you're wanting God to speak to you, you've got to continue being in His Word. Continue to come to church. If you're not physically away and camping or somewhere, come to church. Continue to put yourself in a present, in the place where God can speak to you. One of our kids, and I don't want to dob them in, but harped us for ages about getting a phone. And we kept saying, no, 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 and they saved their money. And so we had this brainwave. We said, don't buy a phone. Let's bank your money. I had an old handset. We'll give you an old handset with a SIM card. And um, so that's cool. Yesterday, six times I tried to ring that child. Six times. Not once did they answer. And it's like, you know what, there's a God speaking to me moment because I'm like, you know, it's a picture of us. We say, God, I want to hear you speak. God's talking all the time. But most of us have left our phone upstairs or we haven't charged it or whatever we're doing. Don't leave your disciplines behind. The lessons from the wise man is they saw the star. Keep up your disciplines, your prayer, your daily reading. Just change it up by all means. Go for a prayer walk rather than sitting down in uh, in your lounge or wherever you do it. Do it. Do something different because you're on holidays, but you're more relaxed. Don't drop it totally because God wants to speak to you. God is speaking to you. And you'll find if we can learn from the wise man, we'll be more open and uh, uh, alert to that during this time. So... This Christmas, keep your eye out for the star. The second thing I learn about the wise men is that they gave gifts. And what I love about that is they weren't forced. There's no coercion of they had to do this. It's, it's, it's something that just naturally overflowed from their generous heart. They, because what we have to understand is that uh, journey, I don't know how long, but it was a long journey. It wasn't just from here to Elizabeth, that journey. We're talking a long journey. So these wise men had premeditated, they had thought about, they had factored in, they had built into their life the fact that they were going to give gifts. Now we're coming into the Christmas season And is there anyone in this room who's ever been caught out that somebody comes to your doorstep and they've got a gift for you and you're instantly, you've got the smile saying wonderful, but in behind the smile is the thought process, what have I got in the cupboard that I could quickly grab and wrap up to give back to them? Anyone? Or is it just me? Just me. So all of you, you guys are so well prepared. Wonderful. Then I'll just talk to me right now. What I love about this is that these guys came prepared. They'd factored it in. They had built it in. So just like you may now have learnt from that story and have boxes of favourites in your pantry so that if anybody... See, I know know your MO. I know what you do because I do it. You've got your boxes of favourites in the pantry and so when someone unexpected comes, they bring out, which is great. It's a measure of thoughtfulness. But you know what these wise men teach me? It's about going on. They went looking 
And that's what I love about the opportunity with the Kalawasi tree. It's an opportunity they went looking. It wasn't, I've got something just in case. It's like, where can I look? And I just want to share with you quickly five things and five reasons why this Christmas we should give. And the first one is because God first gave to us. Remember John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Secondly, we can become more like God. Thirdly, we're talking about giving. It breaks the grip of materialism. Matthew 6, 24 says you can't serve two masters. You'll either serve God or money. If you're struggling right now, it's because you're possibly serving two masters. Give so that you can break the grip of materialism. How about fourthly, you'll be blessed. Luke 8, 38 says give and it will be given unto you. And fifthly, because when we give, we invest in our eternity. 1 Timothy 6, 18 to 19 says that we store up treasures in heaven. Our giving is about storing up treasures in heaven. And what I've learned during holiday times is that consistency is key. I'm so glad that Jesus and the Father in heaven doesn't have the same view or philosophy that I do. Because Hebrews 13 8 says that God is the same, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Which means that he gives when he feels like it. He gives when he doesn't feel like it. God gives, not that God goes on holidays, but for reference, he gives and we should give when we're on holidays, when we're not on holidays. We should give, because remember, we're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We should give if we've got a job or we don't have a job. We should give because we want to or we don't want to. The wise men gave. They pre-met. They did it willingly, joyously. They factored it in to their life and lifestyle. And I don't know about you, church, but when I go on holidays, I still have a mortgage to pay. The bank doesn't say to me, you know what, take it easy, Kath. You've got, you're going on holidays, two weeks holidays. We're just going to void your mortgage for these two weeks. Don't worry about the repayments. No, I made a commitment. I've borrowed money so that we could have a house. Then my commitment was I would repay that. And us as Christian believers have said, you know what, God, we understand that everything we have comes from your hand. And out of a gratitude and an open heart and just out of the thankfulness for what you've done, we want to bring a portion of our income to you. And we want to be consistent in that. We're not going to do it just because um, I've got a job this week and I don't have one. No, we're going to do it because we understand that you're the same yesterday, today and forever. I'm going to be the same yesterday, today and forever. And when I go on holidays, my mortgage doesn't stop. So when I go on holidays, my giving to God doesn't stop. Because, you know, God doesn't stop giving to me. Who woke up and breathed air this morning? Can you imagine if God sometimes took our approach, said, I'm not going to give them oxygen today. See how they like that one. I mean, this is how we'd like that one. <laughs> None of us would be here right now. And it's the same principle. We've got the wise men, they gave their gifts. And you have got gifts and talents. The Bible records that every one of us has got gifts and talents and we're here to bring them together, whether that's financially and that is as a believer, we have an obligation to bring our finances. Tonight, we've got a great opportunity with rides and carols and we've got a drama. 
But you know what? That has been put on by the church. That is us as believers bringing our finance into the kingdom and for the uh, leaders to be able to say, you know what, this is where. The programs we do, Kid Go, over a 1,000 kids. It takes finance to put these programs on. So we come. We still have uh, responsibility as a church while we're on, during the holiday seasons. Again, we can't say to our landlord, I'm sorry, it's holiday time. We're taking a break. No, it's a responsibility that we have. And this is what the wise man did. They factored into their life. They gave their gifts. We still, so why I want you to remember church as you're going and giving your gifts this Christmas. And I love giving gifts. I love being generous and blessing people. Let's not forget the greatest gift of all that was given to us. And let's not be so generous in, to one another that we forget our generosity towards a God who's given us everything we could ever need, ever hope for, ever dream of, or even imagine. We need to give first to God and then out of that overflow, let's give to one another. Let's give to the Kalawasi tree. Christmas Day, there are some people who don't have family. You know what? Open your house and give. You know, put an extra plate at the table and just say, hey, if there's anybody, we don't want anyone to do Christmas by themselves. Open, give that way. Give your food, give your talents, give your finance, give your time this Christmas. And the third key that I learned from these wise men is that they obeyed the warning. It says that the Magi were warned in a dream, do not go back to Herod. And they obeyed and went another route. And you know what? I love Christmas, but with Christmas comes dangers. I don't know if you've noticed, if you're watching the TV, there's a, a ramping and an increase in the drink and drive ads. There's that um, sobriety uh, campaign where it talks about just watching what you drink because when you are inebriated, you make silly decisions and there's different um, scenarios that they play. A lot of them are work scenarios where people just get themselves into all sorts of trouble because they um, have overindulged. And two weeks ago from this platform, Tony shared a message, don't let Christmas make a turkey out of you. And that wasn't a slot filler. It wasn't just a catchy title. It was a warning to us as a church. It was a leader standing here and saying, you know what, this is what I've learned, this is what I've seen. Here, can I warn you during this season? I want you to have a fabulous Christmas season, but I want you to obey the warnings. And so when we talked about, don't make, let Christmas make a turkey out of you, don't overeat this Christmas. Well, I can, I want to see how much I can eat. Well, you can, but really, it's not that helpful. Don't overspend. Just so, so on Christmas Day, you may look uh, fabulous and generous and people may hold you in high esteem because you've given the best gifts. But if you can't pay those bills and you are bringing stress into your family situation, it's not helpful. The wise men obeyed the warnings. They had a dream that said, hey, don't go back that way. Herod wants to find out where the baby is so he can kill it. Do you know that you have an enemy who wants to kill things in your life? And you've got teachers, you've got leaders, you've got connect group leaders, you've got pastors, you've got parents who God has placed in your life to bring warning. But we know what? We've got to stop leaving them in our notes. We've got to transfer them from our notes to our hearts to our heads to let that dictate our actions this Christmas. 
So don't overeat, don't overspend, be thoughtful. Remember we talked about, just think of others. So if you are all going to one person's house, how about you bring something? And then, you know, because I must be, I really must need chocolate because it's the favourites ad which is popping into my head right now. You know, the thing you bring when you're told not to bring a thing. You know what, so even if they so generously say, you know, don't bring anything, go over and above. Heed the warnings, do, be respectful, look after people, have realistic expectations in your relationships and your dealing with one another. God loves us so much that he's given us his son, he's given us his word, he's given us his Holy Spirit, and he's given us pastors, leaders, parents and teachers to warn us. So can we, this Christmas season, be like the wise men and obey the warnings? Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 